I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast. I'm your host CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation. Mr. Carl Phillips. Rocking around the Christmas hey, tree. Hey, you're already in that Christmas spirit. That's what I like to hear. Yes, and, sir. Uh, the hip-hop preacher, I believe, has joined us. What'd it do? After he uh, had a little siesta in the car, in the garage. You know you can catch carbon monoxide poisoning off that foolishness. <laughs> you say you yeah, can catch Carl what? We'll fill y'all in a little bit later. Uh, e or K today. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a brief one. It ain't as intense as it was <laughs> last week. But we'll get to the bottom of who got us 15 minutes late. And then also today, a uh, a special return guest, back like MJ, hopefully better than with the 4-5 on his back, but uh, we have our, our second appearance from, uh, some call him White Lightning, some call him uh, Jay, Jay the, Jay the Wonderful, we all like to call him Josh around here, you guys heard his podcast, man, and um, You've been heavily requested ever since, man. So we do what the people want on the Secret to Success podcast, and we got him back on. My man Josh Hatch uh, is back on the podcast. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Good to have you back, brother. Appreciate you coming up, on. Josh? And uh, you, you're coming on after a bit of a controversial week. Um, my phone was blowing up about the, uh, the mattress situation. I know he was getting some texts as well. I won in the landslide, but um, apparently there were a few people who sided with E, his mom, his wife, and his kids, I think, were uh, on his side with that. But E, you actually went out and bought a new mattress, so you, you put it on Instagram. We saw you on Instagram shopping for a new mattress. How's that new bed treating you? Oh, it's a, it's a guest bed, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> so so has anybody used it yet? Um, yeah, my mother-in-law came and spent the uh, holidays with us. Okay, did she have any comments about the, was oh, it a pillow top? I had nothing to say about nothing, so she stayed an extra three days, so maybe maybe it was uh, it was better than I thought it was. Yeah, but no I doubt. definitely upgraded for sure. I definitely upgraded. And so then we had a, a, a brief, you know, I like to let the people in on real-time stuff, so we're starting now. We were supposed to start at 6, it's 6.20 as we get started. What happened this morning between you and Carl? Because Josh and I were patiently waiting <laughs> for a long time for y'all to jump on the line. And I'm yelling at Carl because Carl sends a text back saying, I start working on some other stuff. I'm like, Carl, we sitting here waiting on you. And then Carl has a different version to the story. So, E or K, just humor us real quick. What happened this morning? So, I, I got a text at 5. Hold on, let me go back to the Ooh, text. Car- oh, uh, evidence, Carl, Carl, evidence. Yeah, you're going to have to come with it. Carl ain't just gonna freestyle off the top. Yeah, go for it, Carl. So five thirteen. So so five thirteen. He says he's in the garage. Call when he's headed. He, call when I'm headed his way. Um, he asked if I had a headset. I was like, bet. So whatever. We get to about five forty, and I did text. So I'll I'll take I, I'll do the first mistake I made. I, I'll confess. The first mistake I made is I didn't call. So I text Ian. I was like, yo, I'm about to walk over now. So I get over here and I ain't hear nothing. I'm at the garage, you know. Of course, E outside because we don't want to wake Didi up. So we in the, we usually do it in the garage. I ain't, I ain't heard nothing. I text back here, E. Where you at? Still no answer. 
So then Josh texts after, like, what's the number? We got the number. We got everything sorted out. And I still hadn't heard none from E, so I, I'm back at home now just chilling. I'm like, okay, it's a couple of minutes. Let me see if I can do something. I opened up some emails, started doing something, and I just text E, and I was like, yo, hit us when you're ready. Still nothing. So the next message I get is Josh like, yo, we waiting on you. What's up? And I'm like, what you mean? I hadn't heard nothing from E yet. So I'm assuming E knocked out in the car. So I was just at home waiting. He quick with it. Like, he not the dude that's going to sleep for an hour. He going to take, you know, five, ten minutes. So I'm thinking he going to hit us right back, you know, as soon as he get his quick refresh. And, you know, we good to go. But I, I ain't heard nothing. So I'm just waiting. And then Josh is calling me like, yo, where you at? So, hey, I'm here. I'm here. We, we getting it in. And so I call E and he picks up first ring. And I'm like, yo, E, what's the deal, bro? He says, oh, I'm sitting here chilling, waiting on Carl. So, e, e, please, your your version of events. Oh, no version. You said you <laughs> called me. I pick up the phone. So yeah. I just said to Carl, and I guess the error was, I didn't say, Carl, I'm in the car chilling. Text me. I said, I'm in the car chilling. Call me. So you called me. Oh, but you, oh, you didn't say call me. Yeah, that's all. I just, that, that, I mean, oh. it wasn't on Carl. I just, the text was just miscommunication. He saw text me oh I no call me. that's all <laughs> i like how you suddenly jabbed him right there yeah Carl. i'm saying i didn't jab him you felt it see i, I, I didn't jab him you just said <laughs> see you called me i yeah. picked up on the first ring so what i should have said to carl was carl i'm in the garage it's 5 13 i may fall asleep call me because i might not see the text so again it was the same thing that happened last week it's just communication one person hears one thing when you say something, another person hears something else. Carl didn't hear, call what me. What does the text he heard, say? Does text it say call or text me when you it get said, out of here? It, 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 it did call. say call. I, I said, it did say call. It did say right, call. Do me a favor, Carl. Hold this L. <laughs> hold I, I, I'll this take L. it. Hey, no, hey but let me, let me add one never... thing, see. Let me add one thing. I'm just saying, understand that usually I would text right. E and, just because he in the house with Didi sometimes. So I'm used to texting. So. Right. But yes. I'll take this one. Now, that is a good one. point, Carl. Nobody wants to call E House and wake up Diddy. For yeah, not right. at all. Like, nobody not call at all. Nobody that's why house. I said I said call, but I didn't really go into complete detail because he normally would text me, which I said last week. And let me just say this to the listeners, because I ain't see. See likes to, to do the debating and go back and forth. I can't do it two weeks in a row. But I will say if you go back to the text or go back to Instagram, <laughs> it's not true that everybody called him and was on his side. If you look at the Instagram, you had quite a few people that was like, why would he ask you for your bed in the first place? So make sure when you're telling the truth, see, you go okay, all the way so, with it. So, so there's the, hit so, back to Instagram. The, the problem with your Instagram followers is they, they, don't, they don't comprehend English e. because I never asked you to borrow a bed. No, no, you I'm just said, saying. I have I, a we, bed. Yeah, we're not going to go back over that. I'm just saying, go back on the Instagram, and you'll see that there are people that was on Instagram that did say, so it wasn't just my mom, my wife, and my Oh, I said, you, I said there was a couple people now. I said <laughs> no, you didn't say it was a couple people. You said Mostly my mom, family. my wife, Mostly fa my child. How did this turn into E or C again? This is supposed to be E or K. I'm moving on. <laughs> no, 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 they don't got to do with E or K. You made that up. 
Carl didn't say that. He wasn't tripping on who was well, right. Well, sometimes I like to I'm start saying, between other back. people, too. We might need to get uh, Josh to um, go through Instagram oh, and do what, the numbers. What, 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 you know what? Right, Since we do have Josh on the phone, Josh is, is I'm not. just saying when you, get to do, when you get to choose it and say it, I just want to make sure you're not well, no, being no, biased. No, no, no. I didn't know. I don't care if it's seven to three. But, but my mother-in-law didn't uh, <laughs> vote. My mom didn't vote. And my kids didn't vote. I want the real people on the Instagram that actually voted. Okay, hold on. Well, let me just, we have a, a an unbiased member here, right? Oh, so we've got to okay. do it now. Josh can look <laughs> no, at the hey, numbers you been, later. Hey, you've been giving I'm these people TGIMs. You've been I'm giving them UOUs for years. They biased and look towards at the you. Numbers. So Josh can do that uh, next week. I'm sure he didn't get on this time to do it, but he can do that. And then when he come back next week, he can give us the accurate numbers. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. I just was, I was curious as to what Josh's, Oh, I don't care what Josh thinks. The, the numbers of <laughs> we've already we've already asked the people and they've put in their votes. So let's just uh, come oh, and see. If so we are, get you the okay, are you okay? Are you are you saying that you won on Instagram? Is that vote. what you're saying? So that's all I want to do. Hold on, are you saying that you won on Instagram though? Because it's no, not I'm like not you tallied them already. I'm saying you said you said you won by a landslide. My mom. My my wife and my child were the ones that voted for me, and I'm saying it was a couple more people other than my mom who didn't vote either way. Didi probably thought I was wrong because she always said I don't communicate effectively and my kids didn't have anything to do with it. So I want the few people that did side for me, I want their <laughs> votes to be counted. That's all. Yeah, I didn't Ooh. say I won. I just wanted to be accurate. Hey, side project. Side project. I've got this. Side project. You said so that's side. your job next week, Josh. <laughs> you got to count the, you got to give us a couple. You know what I'm saying? Just count it up, Josh, and then give us a couple stories. This person said this. This person said that just so that we're accurate. Hey, let me go on the record, see, and say that this is twice, though, we got E in a communication issue. So I just want to say there might be a common denominator. Oh, I said that last week. Uh, I, ain't gonna, hey, I'm I can't always wait to hear e or, I, I told y'all e when it comes e to J communication, that ain't necessary. Well, let me say this. I communicate very well as, as a speaker, but when you're talking about what people hear, I went the other day and the lady didn't give me ketchup and was like, what in the world happened? And my wife was like, I don't know if you asked her for ketchup. I was like, oh, OK, I probably didn't. And then and then you bought uh, uh, 16 bags worth of Chick-fil-A <laughs> sandwiches and, with chicken and cheese chicken. and egg with no chicken on any of them joints. Uh, and, and swore up and down, like you the lady. Uh, he said, hey, he, see, now you can't have it both ways, time. though, he, you can't have it both ways. You can't say Chick-fil-A is the best thing so smoking. I promise you I don't have a problem taking the L when it comes to communication. Right, but I'm saying you can't say Chick-fil-A is the best thing smoking. And then uh, they got your whole order wrong. You was like, I'm going back up there and getting my money back. <laughs> I don't know if that was uh, them or you, but either way. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to more of these, man. And uh, y'all are... Y'all are great for uh, playing along, and you know I know what my text said. And somebody go on Instagram for us, tally up the votes, and see who won that. Um, let's jump into Am I Tripping? Because I I do have an Am I Tripping or, and yo y'all know I've been working on the album, and anytime you go into the album mode, it's crazy because you're working with other people, and sometimes when you're working with other people, they kind of move on their schedule. They don't necessarily consider your time slots and all of that, and apparently. Like producers like to work late night, so I've been up late the last few nights. Um, I told you guys two nights ago. I think I went to bed at like two, woke up at like three thirty, finished the whole album. So then, of course, yesterday I'm talking about I was blue out the frame. I laid down to take a nap. I said at like one o'clock. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, let me just take a quick nap. I'm gonna get up and finish this album. 
I laid down at like 1, 1 30. I set my alarm for 2, 15, 2 30-ish. I was like, okay, I, you know, catch me 45 minutes to an hour, get, get back up and grind. It's 5.30. My wife is like sh shaking me like, wake up. What are you doing? You got to go. She was like, it's 5.30. Go get your kids. And it was dark outside. Y'all know the time change got me through all. It was dark outside. I had laid there for like four hours. Yo, I woke up. I thought I was like in the walking dead. It was like a twilight zone. I was like, I thought it was the morning. I didn't know what happened. It was all kind of crazy. I'm like. I'm like tripping because I'm like, yo, I forgot my kids. My kids still up at daycare. Like, am I tripping or have you ever fallen asleep like when it's day outside and woke up at when it was night and completely felt like your body was about to just shut down and die? Hey, so I, in Michigan, man, I'm telling you now, the last couple of weeks, and it's tough after coming back from Australia and being messed up with the time Ooh, zones and all that. Carl, still messed up. It's, but what we've been back for like two weeks now. And I promise y'all, this weekend is about the closest I got back to regular. But what makes it tough here, see, is that the days are so gray. Like I promise you, like six o'clock in the morning and and three o'clock in the afternoon look exactly the same. Like this just so gray in the day. Like you don't know what time of day it is. Like so the day is like a blur. So like honestly, you take a nap in the day and you don't know what time of day it is when you get up. So that yeah, I'm I'm with you on that feeling. Like I'm talking about you lost. You completely lost. Like I messed around and took uh Australia. What Australia did to me was I had to get a nap. Like for the weirdest it's the weirdest thing, but like six PM. Like I, I just could go all day at six PM, my body would crash. And I'd wake up at like like eight eight thirty. And I promise you, it's just so like twilight. Like you said, see twilight. I have no idea where I am, what time of day it is. My kids looking at me like, "Hey, oh you man, <laughs> you so discombobulated, bro." I was like, "Man," and after I got the kids, I came back home. I was just sitting on the couch, like, "Yo, I barely could do anything. I had to go back to finish up the album." Yeah, no, it's tough, man. So, yeah, I just was wondering if anybody else experienced that. I woke up, I had like thirty thousand text messages in my phone, a hundred missed calls. I'm like, "Yo." My wife was like, what in the world are you doing? I'm not a napper. Like, I don't take naps usually. And so I, I definitely wasn't used to that. So I was uh, a little concerned about making the podcast this morning, but I made it, you know, thanks to uh, Folgers. You know what I mean? A little coffee in the cup and we're good to go. <laughs> um, real quick, um, I, I just want to catch up, man. And I, I didn't get a chance to um, be with y'all on, even though I was in Michigan, I didn't get a chance to see y'all much on Thanksgiving. Everybody, Thanksgiving was good. Yes, sir. Just laid back for me. Just spent time with the family, man. Just low key. No phone. Just threw the phone in the corner somewhere and just low key. Yeah, everything was great. Thank you. I have Thanksgiving and then um, and then Heather's birthday. My wife is two days later, so it's a weekend of celebration for us. Great, great weekend. Yeah, awesome, guys. And mine was great, too. You guys know I was, um, you know, up there in Michigan and, you know, got a lot of family and a lot of friends and um, you know, just got a chance to see everybody and, and lay back. The Lions won again. I try not to bring the Lions up too often, but we are in first place. Somebody write it down. We are in first place, and uh, it feels good. So um, great Thanksgiving, man. I hope everybody out there listening had a great Thanksgiving as well. Um, listen, man, I wanted to go. I had a topic, you know, that I, I wanted to go over. We talked to our Breathe You family about it last week, and I'm sure we'll continue that conversation going forward. But... Um, one of the themes, and I always like to, you know, as I said, I always like to come up with the theme of 
what the next year will be based off of what we did this year. So in 14, you know, the greatness is upon you, you know, mantra was kind of out there. And so in 15, we did the greatness is upon you tour. And then in, you know, 15 for us, it was average skill, phenomenal will. That was kind of the, the thing that ETA was on as a company. So in 16, the tour was average skill, phenomenal will. And so I was looking for that thing um, that E was kind of talking about or something that he was hitting on that moved me for this year. And I was going through all my notes from every time E spoke. And if you come to a conference, if you see me in Philly or see me in New York, like I'll usually stand off to the side and a lot of times E will call me, call on me and then we'll engage in a dialogue during it. But I got my phone out and it's funny because somebody asked me after a conference, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like, what are you doing on your phone? Like, like think I'm texting or something. I'm like, yo, I'm taking notes. Like, I think people don't understand that, you know, I still have a, a wonderful opportunity to hear the greatest speaker in the world speak on a regular basis. And he's always saying things that I've never heard before. So I'm literally on my phone taking notes while he's talking and making sure I'm staying ready to engage with him. But I look back over my notes while we were in Australia and I heard E while we were in Australia and the one thing that kept jumping out at me and it's actually the subtitle to the album was Stay Ready. And so the album is called The Resolution, Stay Ready. So what we do in 17 now, because of what happened in 16, what we do in 17, the mantra, just so everybody knows, is stay ready. Like, that's what we're on in 17. And the reason I say that is because he said something that kind of, you know, brought it all to fruition for me in Australia. He said, it wasn't what happened to you that broke you. It was the fact that you weren't ready for what happened to you that broke you. And when he said it like that, he had kind of been like hitting around it all year, but he never said it quite so succinct. And in Australia, when he said that, it wasn't what happened to you that broke you. It was the fact that you weren't ready for what happened to you that broke you. And he went into Didi and the MS and he said, when my wife got MS, I was ready. She was ready. We were ready emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. Our marriage was ready. Financially, we were ready. We were ready to absorb that blow. And I'm sitting here telling y'all from firsthand experience, not only did it not break them, it literally propelled them to go Further. And I think he would tell you they have a better marriage now. Diddy seems healthier than she's ever seen. Y'all seem more on one accord than you've ever seen. And I'm like, wow, that's such a deep concept. Because when you think about it, when you say stay ready, you know, most people, you know, when things happen, they, they break. You know, they bend, they fold, and then they have to, like, start all over from scratch. And so there's this constant, like, you might have got to 50%, and then you back to 10%. You might have got to 70%, then you back to 20%. And if you could hold, right? He always talks about the brave heart. Hold. If you could hold right there, take the blow, not go backwards, and then use that to almost propel you forward, you'd be in a whole nother spot. But you have to be ready for it. And so I guess, E, what I wanted you to talk about, and the rest of you fellas, you guys can jump in, what I wanted you to talk about is how do you stay ready? Because I'm going to tell you what happens. Most people wait and their wife get MS and they're like, oh, I got to go burn. And for those of you who hadn't heard the story, the insurance company told E that they weren't going to pay for the pill. It was 10 grand a month. E was like, bet, how you want it? You want cash? You want card? I ain't about to sit here and cry and argue with y'all. I'll pay cash if I need to. Most people would wait until their wife had MS and then be like, oh, I really got to get on my grind now. My wife's sick. Let me try to do all of these things. 
E didn't panic at all, but it, but it was because you were ready. So E, can you walk us through, and then guys, walk us through what you see. How do you stay ready? 17 is coming up, flat out. It's coming, and guess what? Something's going to happen. Unfortunately, somebody's going to die. A grandmother, a grandfather, a relative. E had five aunts die. Like something is going to happen, but you have to be ready. E, talk to us about how exactly we stay yeah, ready. Carl talked the other day on the... Um Sunday, uh, Breathe University call, he used the word uh, forecast, you know, and I thought that was a simple way of, um, you know, really just summing it up, like forecast. And I think when I have studied some of the greats that I've had an opportunity to study, you know, over the years, people who are considered, you know, beast in whatever, you know, genre they're in, I keep seeing forecast, Tupac, you know, um, you know, Pac was gone and still, you know, had, you know, albums. Um, you know, I just look at people like Michael Jackson, you know, I look at, um, you know, Michael Jordan in terms of leaving the game. You were talking earlier about 45, but when Mike was, you know, not at his best at the Wizards, he was still forecasting. You know, I believe he didn't come back to win a championship, but he came back um, to put himself in a position one day to own a team you know, uh, Gretzky, you know, it's just a lot of people who they forecast, they kind of thought about life after the game, even while they were playing the game, you know, and position themselves. And then there are people who played the game and once they left the game, they're broke, like they don't have anything, you know, and so their dominance was only, you know, doing that one time frame. So I've looked at the difference, like, yo, there's people who were at the top of their game and fell off. And there are people who were at the top of their game and created another top. So I'm always forecasting, you know, and it's not, I'm not a negative person. So I'm not thinking about, man, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. But I do in the back of my mind think about, you know, what's the worst case scenario? Like what could go wrong, you know, and based on what could go wrong, you know, how do we plan or how do we prepare ourselves, you know, for that? How do we prepare ourselves spiritually? So I got to get up and pray every day for 10, 20 years so that on the 15th year when something negative happens, I've got 14 years and six months of, you know, prayer. Like you just put money in a deposit that you're not using. You got like a savings account, you know? So I've done that in my spiritual life. I, I put money aside. Like I only lived off of 30% of my income, you know, for so many years. I didn't say, well, I'm making all this money. Let me buy a new house. I think my house is 23 square feet, 2,400 square feet at tops. You know what I'm saying? I didn't buy a new house or I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't buy this large times share or something. You know, I just was like, yo, live off of 30% because one day something negative may happen and you want to be in a position, you know, where you can take care of yourself. So like I said, Carl, that, I thought that was a brilliant word that he used on the uh, BU call uh, on Sunday uh, is that you have to forecast, you have to think about yeah, the weather report said that it was going to be 70 degrees outside. But what if it rains? You know, what if it snows? You know, you have to be prepared. My thing is, if it doesn't snow, then you cool. If it doesn't rain, then you're cool. But if it does and all you went by was the, oh, it's going to be 70 degrees outside. You know, if you're not prepared, you know, um, you know, then you're going to get caught slipping. And that, that's the thing that's crazy when you do get caught you know, in an unexpected situation that you're not ready for, it's it's more devastating 
you know, because again, you weren't ready for it. So you don't know how it's going to hit you, where at least if you're prepared for it, even if it hits you, you know, you um, you got some, you know, uh, extra money in the bank or you have, you know, emotionally and spiritually you're prepared. So, again, I think that's it. Forecasting. Yeah. And I got to give a shout out. Now that you, you, you guys jump in, Josh and Carl. I got to give a shout out to Josh uh, Letzitz uh, from uh, BU. I was talking to him about the concept. But he had heard us talking about it on the Breathe You call Sunday. And he was like, yo, when you said that, it reminded me of like some of my friends are like MMA fighters. And he was like, they're not like the kind of McGregor, you know, top dogs, you know, um, uh, of the industry, like the UFC guys. These guys are like guys who are like, you know, the guys they call up two, three weeks before the fight, like such and such got an injury, such and such had a, you know, a, a dirty drop. Like, you need to be ready to go. Let's go. And so he was saying the difference between them and somebody who's got a fight June 17th is they got training camp. You know, they kind of know, okay, in March we'll enter training camp and start eating right and doing all these things. But he was saying when you're a journeyman and you kind of somebody that gets called up, you have to be ready at all times. So there is at no time can you just be eating crazy. At no time can you just be... Um, you know, sitting there chilling on the couch watching TV. These guys have to be in peak prime physical condition or they could seriously get hurt when they go in there. And I thought that was just a brilliant example of, you know, kind of how in a, in a certain profession, it can be dangerous if you don't stay ready. Um, and, and Carl and Josh, I'm not sure if you have anything to add to that, a situation where you had to be ready. Um, I told y'all on the podcast, I failed to test it when uh, Avery was born. I was not ready for that situation but you guys have a, a story of when either you were or were not ready for a situation and kind of how you handled that you know i think it i think it comes all the way back to what most people know the brand for um there's a few key phrases but you know it's the lion and the gazelle and 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 many people need um, external motivation to get themselves going so they need something to happen in their life to kind of kick it into a new gear to really get after it and and he never needed that you know he has internal motivation he's already getting prepared just like you just talked about with the mma fighter they have to stay prepared for that fight and so you know i I believe that in life if you need something to happen for you to kick kick it into gear and be ready um you're already behind the eight ball you know we talked about we talked uh last time i was on the podcast we talked about my story, but I've always tried to prepare myself, uh, and he just mentioned a minute ago, uh, financially and emotionally, knowing that there are no guarantees in life, whether that's business or health. And so prepare yourself as much as you can to take care of um, those non-controllables so that you can control the rest. You can control your emotions. You can control your effort. You know, you don't sit down and just think about, um, think about, what happened to you you just get back to right and at the same time though as i'm hearing both of you guys talk i'm like at the same time you don't want to become a hypochondriac you know what i'm saying like you don't want to sit back like oh what if somebody you know dies what if somebody you know what i mean like how do you balance between like the fear of something happening and then you know staying on you know on what you got to do daily so, the, so the e, I don't know what you think oh go for it josh i'll come in after oh sorry carl i was just gonna say i, I don't know what he thinks but you don't have to be a hypochondriac if you're ready because you're prepared. Right, true. You don't have to worry because right, you're prepared. So, hey, th- this not, 
Yeah, so I was watching for a quick second last night. Michigan played. Who Michigan played last night? Basketball. Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Yeah. So the game was not interesting at all, I'll be honest. It was on. I was doing something else. But I'm, I don't know why this stuck with me, but I think Michigan went up by like 15 points or something like that. And the commentator said the only way Virginia Tech is going to get back into this game and, and y'all watch basketball, y'all watch sports. So, you know, everybody talks about make this possession count. You know, you can't turn the ball over, this kind of stuff. But the word he used, he said they have to value the ball. And I was like, huh? Like, that, that's just not language that you hear on a basketball game. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're real specific when you talk about basketball. Make sure you get to the post. You know, they're big man, whatever. They, like, they're real, real specific about what they have to do. Like, you know, next defensive stop. He said, no, no, they have to value the ball. And that thing just stuck with me. This is last night. And, I, like, it, I kept thinking about it like I woke up this morning. That was the first thing on my mind. And I think that's the answer to your question. See, when you value something, you're, you're doing everything that you possibly can to protect that. So, like, you, you're creating, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you are almost going ahead. Like, how do I best protect? Think of a baby. How do I best protect this? You're not going to put your baby to sleep on the floor. Like, how am I going to put this, you know, in the best position for it to work for me, you know, to work for our business or whatever? So I think the key word is value. So when you value something that's strong, I heard a guy, um, this was a success series last year. He said he was talking to the students. He was he was like, you know, you wait till the final exam to stay up all night. He's like, create something. That's the word I want to use for this. Create a circumstance. Just test yourself. They test, they test, um, what do you call it? They do fire drills for a reason. Test it. Like you create a circumstance that's like, you know what? Next week, I'm going to pretend as though whatever, my business went bankrupt. And, and let me get into that zone of being ready to value this thing because I don't want to ever lose it. So create a circumstance where, you know what I'm saying? In your mind, it's your mind. You can make up whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's your mind. It's your business. It's your life. It's your marriage. Create something. Like tell your wife, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I feel like we are. I mean, you let her know what you're doing. Don't tell her you're on the brink of divorce. But tell her, like, yo, we on the brink of divorce. Let's let's do something and make this marriage get back to where it needs to be. But, you know, whatever the example, but create something. And that way you are, you're not like, you know, just standing with your mouth open if a scenario comes up. You're ready for it because you value every piece of that thing. Yeah, no, I think that's good, Carl. And I think the thing that I was struggling with, not struggling with, but just thinking in my mind, like, okay, when we go into 17 and we're trying to explain to people this concept, you know, he always talks about finding your why, right? Like your why, what's your why? You know, somebody in your family's sick, you want to do it for your mother, you want to, you know, and this is kind of like, like, like before the why almost, you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Like, so you, you, you would say, okay, man, I'm grinding because, you know, my mom got sick. Well, well we're asking you to grind and your mom's not sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, almost like the, this is almost like the precursor to the why. You know what I mean? Like, before you even get, like, if I'm, you know, 21, 22, and I'm single, and I don't have any kids, and I don't have a wife, like, how do you get that person to understand that these things are around the corner and get them to work with that much intensity as if it's already happened? Hey, real, real simple. But does that make but sense, is- though? Oh, perfect, Sensei. Like, yeah, you asking me to, to create something that don't exist. It's a hurricane coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you telling me prepare for a hurricane right, that's not here. Right. It ain't even no rain. So perfect sense. But I remember I had a conversation with a BU student, and he literally was telling me, like, 
hey, my life has been great. I don't have no problems. He's like, so I'm studying for, I think he was studying for the bar or some, some major exam. And he's like, I'll be honest, I don't even have the energy for it. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm going to pass it. Everything's been good. And I just don't feel like studying. But he's like, it still concerns me because I don't want to go fail. Like, you know, my parents have been paying for law school and all that. And I told my man, do me a favor. Stop studying and go put yourself in a position where you got to help somebody. Go to an orphanage. Go to, you know, so, so all, uh, all, you know, all uh, person's home or something like that. Get yourself around somebody else. If, if you're talking about kids, get somebody around kids. Get yourself in the experience. You know what I'm saying? Get yourself out of your shoes and see what it looks like for somebody else that's going through it. You don't have to live there. You know what I'm saying? Go, go spend a week with them. You know, go visit for a couple of times and see what it looks like. Kind of empathize with them. Like, yo, what would I have to be doing? Like, what would my life look like if I were 75 years old? You know what I'm saying? Like, put yourself in a position for a couple of days and then come back and say, like, whoa, this is a reality and I'm not making it up. I just saw it. Like, it's real. This could happen in my life. You know what I'm saying? So you, you put yourself in a pos position and then you get your mind to work. Like, yo, let me not let this happen to me. Or better yet, how can I help somebody in this position? You know what I'm saying? Put yourself completely out of yourself and just work toward that. But don't sit at, and look at your life as it is because, like, you're, you're, you're right. See, it, it feels weird. Just like, okay, this is not real. How am I going to do something that's not real? You right. do it by immersing and yourself. And I say in. that because you remember it was a guy at the conference. He came to Australia. I think he was in um, in Perth maybe. And he came up to me he afterwards. He waited to the very end and he came up to us and was just like, Yo, I'm gonna be honest, I have no why. He was like, I have no why. He was like my parent he was might might have been in his mid twenties, thirties. He was like, Yo, I started a successful company, like off of the you know, with a with a loan from my parents. My parents are doing very well, you know, I don't know if they're millionaires, whatever. He was just like, Everybody's well off, my sister's well off. He was like, I'm well off, I'm single. He was like, I literally have no why to kick it into that next gear. And, E, do you remember what you told him? Yeah, I, I, you know, there are people out there, you know, Josh, that you, you were talking about, you know, let's think about what could happen. There are some people just, just, I mean, quite frankly, they're not interested in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't see the benefit in that. So there's no reason for us to, you know, try to push them. Like, there's some of you that you like, oh, okay, I hear what y'all saying. Okay, I'm going to try to do it. There are other people, Josh, just the way they're wired, you know, maybe they can't you know, go to the negative or can't think like that because, you know, they've never experienced that. So I, I'm going to say I I look up to, you know, those franchises that have been able to, you know, be dominant for years. You know, you got like, you know, the Chicago Bulls, the L.A. Lakers that, you know, have three-peated, et cetera. Like you got the uh, women's um, uh, basketball, Connecticut basketball that I don't even know how many times – you know, if they've won, you know, so if you're out there like this young man who's only seen success, you know, I tell people all the time, then think about what does it take to sustain that, you know, because if you're successful, it doesn't guarantee that you'll be successful, you know, next year. There are companies, you know, that are out of business. So I was looking at, of course, you know, C talked about Netflix and what blew my mind was Netflix went from doing what Blockbuster did and I guess they are afraid that they will be blockbuster one day and they want to stay on top. So I'm like laughing because now I'm like, not only are they, well, one time you can rent movies from them. Now they're producing movies, you know? So uh, I think Chappelle just signed a deal for like 60 mil. I saw an original um, Netflix has Who a movie Who did this, 
Say it again. Uh, oh, Chappelle. Chappelle. Oh, oh, sorry. Chappelle. I'm yeah. Chappelle. Yeah. And he's Chappelle. not the first. He, I think, yeah. um, I forgot who it was, but somebody else did like 40 mil like last year. Like, yeah, they, I'm just saying that's crazy. Up. they signing deals. They're doing original movies, you know. Um, and so just think of a company like Netflix that maybe they weren't afraid, you know, I don't know, but maybe they weren't afraid that they were going to fall off. But maybe they wanted to stay dominant, you know. So they went from a we don't compete to a we dominate type mindset. So I explain to people who've been successful their entire life, you know, think about sustaining that. What does it take to sustain that? And think about what does it take to, you know, continue that type of greatness for the next 50 years, and then what would it take to give it to my children? So you don't want to go to the negative, but okay, let's stay positive. We want this to be generational. What did your father or mother do to give it to you? And what is it going to take for you to give it to your kids, to give it to your kids? So either way, Josh, I mean, you can take it either way, but I, I think nothing is absolute. You know, there, there is no once successful, always successful. If you remain successful, there's a mindset you have to have, and then there's some characteristics that have to follow that mindset if you're going to continue to to have, you know, to enjoy what you currently have. Yeah, I, uh, you know, one 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 simple thing that I think people can do is they can always end a sentence just by saying yet. You know, I haven't had any adversity yet, or I haven't had any success yet. You know, you, you have to finish it with yet because adversity is going to come. But if you stay stay on it, so is the success, right? The positive side of it. So when you're when you're thinking about your future and, and you're talking about things that have or haven't happened, uh, if you stay as you get older, you will find out that it hasn't happened yet, and so you need to be prepared. Yeah, no, y'all and y'all are hitting right on it, man. And I hope people, um, like I said, y'all gonna hear a lot of it in 2017, and I'm sure we'll talk a bit about it in New York and Philly this weekend, but. You know, that stay ready concept, man, E, when you hit me with it in Australia, I was just like, wow. And I just think about how many people get broken, like marriages, like for real. If your marriage is like on the rocks, MS could crush your marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like flat out. Like E, you talk, I remember one thing you always used to talk to me about was like, yo, make sure your marriage is solid before you have kids because kids is a major shift. And a lot of people think kids are going to make the marriage stronger or whatever, but Having kids is a huge shift in the relationship and you need to be ready for that. Like, and I remember you talked about you had some friends who for real, when once they their wives got pregnant or whatever, it was like that was the beginning of the end for them in terms of their marriage. And I remember being scared, like, whoa, like, you know, that that's a real possibility. It's such a shakeup and such a shift to your normal routine. And I guess that's something I want you guys to talk about is when when and I asked E this in Australia, I don't know if he remembers, but I'm like, yo, how do you stay ready? Because I'm gonna be real. Like I told y'all, I'm a fan. I'm learning from E. I'm not E, right? Like, like I'm just be real. If my wife caught MS, I can't guarantee that I'd just be hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, like E was. That, that, that I'm not on that level yet, but I'm trying to get to that level. And I asked E, how do you get to that point? Like practically, okay, it's cool, but you say I'm ready mentally, physically, spiritually, like. And I think that the answer you gave me, and you can just expound on it a little bit, and we'll, we'll get off of it, but you said it's the routine. Like, you had been doing it so long, so talk about how important the routine is. So it's not like you wake up every day and go, oh, gosh, this person can have this, this person can have this. Oh, my God, I got to stay ready. Da, da, da. It is, this is the heart of what I do every single day so that when it's time to go into battle, I'm ready. Yeah, I think it's, you know, for somebody who's running a marathon, 
it's going to be a lot easier. Somebody sent me a, um, a schedule for a half marathon the other day, Cynthia, uh, from BU. And, you know, at first, I'm going to be real. You know, I, I'm not, you know, I, I don't run marathons. You know, I have friends who run them. And when we talk about, you know, reasons, and we'll talk about this at the conference, because I think it's just so important. But I got friends who are running them, but some friends are running them because, you know, their children, you know, were born with some challenges or whatever. So it's like, man, it's, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy to do, but, you know, when you're running because your child, you know, has a, a, a mental or a physical challenge, that's a pretty strong why. You know, I, 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 you know, I said the other day, I ain't never on, went on no crazy diet workout hookup because the most I've ever needed to lose was about 20, 25 pounds. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never needed to like go hard, you know? So when you have a certain reason for something, right, it changed the game. So she sent me like, okay, we're going to do this half marathon. I'm like, oh, first of all, E, you do have to have a reason for doing, for running two hours and some change because that's how long it's going to take you to do <laughs> right. that. It's going to take at least two hours. <laughs> so I'm like, you, you got you, you, you to gotta have a reason to run two hours and some change. So I was a little... Um, what's the word I want to use? I was a little, it was a little intimidating. I was waiting for the document she sent. And then when she sent me the document, it was like, okay, you run 30 minutes, you know, so many days or whatever. Then you run one mile one week. Then you run 30 minutes, whatever. Then the next week you run two miles. And then the next week, you know, it was like, you know, like it, it, I think it might've been about the eighth month. I mean, the eighth week where you run like five, six miles. And I was like, oh, I could do this. I'm running 30, 40 minutes a day. You know what I'm saying? On a good weekend or if I'm like in Australia on a trip and I don't have like my daily routine, like my family ETA or whatever, I could run an hour with no problem. And I can put in six miles. So when I looked at the schedule, I was like, you don't get to six miles until week six. I'm like, I'm already strong enough to start at week six right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so it wasn't as intimidating because I'm already running. You know what I'm saying? I'm already, I'm, I'm not saying I'm practicing for a half a marathon, but according to this doggone piece of paper, it looked like that's what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and I'm running at least five, six days a week. You know, so for me, that's the easiest way for me to explain it because for some people, they're kind of like, well, how do you, prepare for an illness. Well, it's not the illness that you're preparing for. Just like I wasn't preparing for a half marathon. I was preparing for, I'm about to be 50 in another four years, you know? And so at, one of the things that I have to make sure I do is some cardio every day, get my heartbeat going, you know what I'm saying? Let the blood flow, um, do a little resistance to, you know, get my muscles stronger. What, what it takes at 20 or 30 for your muscles to be strong. And at 46, it's totally different. You know, my metabolism, it ain't what it was when I was 23. I could eat all day, every day, and wouldn't pick up a pound. It's the opposite now. If I look at food, I pick up weight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I got to do stuff to stay. And, I, and I'm being real. Like, if y'all watch me on, you know, Secret to Success video, that, that's my weight naturally. That means I don't have to do nothing. I can eat, wake up, live life, and I'm going to be 235. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is. So, <laughs> right, so right. my weight right here... This is five, four hours of running a day. This is walking six miles a day. Like, I need y'all to see that. You know what I'm saying? So I got to put it in. So now that I'm working on my health, 
somebody tell me to run half marathon, I'm halfway there because I'm already on my health. I'm already taking my health serious. So I was spiritually praying for 15, 20 years, three, four o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I was reading my Bible every day. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to church. You know, I'm, I'm praying with other gentlemen, you know. And so, no, I wasn't thinking my wife was going to get a chronic illness. But when it happened, it was like, oh, OK, I put all of this into the bank, all this spiritual into the bank. Now, Josh, when somebody says, A.E., we got a $75,000 product and we can give it to you for 45 grand, you know what I'm saying? Or you got to move into this house and you need a $100,000 down payment. You've been saving for 15 years. You just, you, you, like, you didn't know where you was going to need the money, but you happen to have a hundred grand for the down payment. So, so I'm not saying I was ready for MS per se. I'm not saying that. I'm saying though, but I had put so much up spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and financially that when it came, I was able to take that out of the bank and use it for whatever that situation yeah, was. Yeah, no, and as I'm, as you're talking now, I'm trying to, you know me, I, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and Josh is an entrepreneur, and I'm thinking back to the story Josh talked about, you know, with, with his business partner, obviously, you know, um, stealing all the money and doing them dirty. Even though it hurt, Josh, you were ready for the bounce back, right? And you were ready because of your skill set. And so that's why this kind of, you know, is jarring my memory back to even the levels where you talk about having to go through the levels and get everything right and learn so that if something happens, you can rebuild that kingdom. He would always say all the time, you can take all my money out the bank, you can take my house, you can take everything. I'm going to be straight because I know how I got it. And so even in that, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, whatever, having the skill sets that you need, okay, the economy crashed. Cool. It's a lot of people who, like 2000, what was it, 2008 when the economy crashed, something like that. When the economy crashed, there was a lot of people who went under and never rebounded because they had got there on some fugazi anyway. But there was a lot of people who economy crashed, yep, and they might have had a bad year, two years, whatever, but they back on top now because they knew how they made it and they were ready in their skill sets, right? internally they were ready they knew how they got there and they know how to get back and that's why we're always pushing you guys listening to master your craft to know yourself to know what you're good at to, to figure that thing out and go a thousand miles an hour so that when something does happen you're ready to go and um you know it's funny i was sitting here talking and i'm listening to all this stay ready stuff and i had seen a commercial on tv and they got like this commercial now where they're like uh you could buy all this freeze-dry food. And I guess it's like, there's a show. I can't remember. It's on, I think it's on National Geographic. But it's like, Into the World Prepares or something like that. Where people like, building bunkers. And like, I don't know what exactly yeah, they the think is going to happen. You know what I'm talking about? I've seen that, yeah. Father, yeah, I've never I seen it. The but father was helping his daughter and son. Yeah, showing them how to get ready for the for the last days. They like literally going through. Oh, they like they building a wall. They do, oh, they doing out in the wilderness. Yeah, it's, it's it's intense. Yeah, no, they they going in, bro. They got this bunker, I guess they building, and they got freeze dry food. And I saw it was crazy. This had nothing to do with the show. I actually saw a commercial that was like, yo, you need freeze dried like ice cream and right, like all kind of stuff. That they had like freeze dry in case the end of the world came. I was like, oh, that's the epitome of stay ready. So, uh, but yeah, no, good stuff, fellas. I appreciate y'all indulging me in that. Uh, real quick, Josh, man, you've been on on the squad for what? How, how long now? We about a month now, a little over a month. Uh, I'm sure the people are excited to hear from you about you know how you feel about 
the the full time transition into an ETA uh, 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 full time and and kind of where you know you are with it. Please don't divulge all our business now that you're in our house full time. You know what I'm saying? You get in, you find out uh, we ain't swept the rugs in a minute. But um, how's the transition been? How's it been for your family? Um, how does it feel to be a part of the greatest company on earth? It's it's been great. See, it's um. It's been it's been so much fun working with the team and working with the squad. Um, you know, it, building the businesses is is a lot of fun, but building a business actually is just a natural byproduct of of the healthy relationships with everyone on the squad and the things that we're working on. And um, you know, I, I believe I'll let Carl uh, U E decide, but I think we made some some great strides on what we're looking to do in 2017 together. Um, the Breed U, uh, our Breed University community is is uh, stronger than it's ever been and um you know we we pour into that community and and it's amazing that community pours into us and you know that's probably probably the most rewarding part of this transition is just seeing how that community pours back into the eta um non-stop for the family my family thank you for asking you know it's been a great tra uh, great transition my my little girl um who's the most positive soul in the world um always walks up to me and says, are you working with Mr. E today? You tell him hi and he can succeed. I'll, I'll make sure I tell him. <laughs> I'll make sure I can tell him. But you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm super pumped about what we're, what we're doing, uh, what we're working on, the direction of, of the company that, you know, it's an honor and a privilege um, to work with, with, you said, the greatest company in the world and, uh, and to be, be working with people at the height of their profession right now. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it's been it's been incredible. I'm having a blast with it. And again, I think we're, we're we're doing some things right now that absolutely will impact the world in 2017 and beyond and continue to push this message. Awesome, man. Well, it's been a, a blast having you on the team. I remember I always used to have to call Josh and be like, hey, you got five minutes for me. I got like six questions to run down for you and I'll be out of your hair now. Uh, you know, we talk every day, we're working on stuff together and it, it is literally, uh, sometimes when you're a small company, bringing people on and, and bringing people into the fold can be, you know, kind of a sticky situation, getting everybody used to it. But I think, I don't know how, what, how many years we said now, Josh has been, you know, like family for four years. So to have him, you know, fully entrenched in the squad now has been the most natural transition. You guys will see him, he'll be in Philly and New York. I told you, you can't miss him. He's like seven foot five, white guy who rolls with us. So you, you will not miss him, man. If you see him at the conference, go up to him, shake his hand. Welcome him to the family, man. You guys are going to be seeing a lot of him. Um, real quick, I want to do, I do have a, before we get out of here, a couple announcements uh, before we do. I, actually, I have a fair file today. I will say that. I do have a fair file. But today's episode is brought to you by Breathe University. BreatheUniversity.com, man. Shout out to everybody who took advantage of the Black Friday set Cyber Monday special. That was just off the chain, man. We had a bunch of new people join our community. And I'll tell you what, you guys, this was, and, and Josh sent me over the numbers, but I looked at it. I think the thing that made me happiest business-wise over this entire weekend, this Thanksgiving weekend and Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all of that, and this is to everybody listening who's been like, is it real? How does it work? Is it whatever? The amount of people that we had take advantage of the Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale who are already in Breathe University and re-upping for the next year was incredible. 
right? It's one thing, and I trust me, I love everybody who comes in. The new people who come in, thank you so much. But to have people who have been in BU for an entire year, year and a half say, oh, I got to take advantage of this sale right now, and they re-upped for their entire next year, 2017. They've already done that because of how much they've grown in the community. Josh, I don't know if you can speak to it, but we had a ton of people upgrade their membership from a mid-level to the highest level and say i have to get this and to me that is the biggest testament to what we're doing it's one thing for a bunch of new people to come on who've never been in it but people who've been in it for six months to a year saying oh i gotta take advantage of this that really just warmed my heart and said man we are doing the right thing people are growing and loving what we're doing yeah see you know it's a it's incredible um the response we had like you said and the amount of people that the uh, their their uh, membership you know, for me, it's pretty simple. It, it comes down and BU, people say, well, what is BU? Well, it's a community, right? It's, it's a living, breathing community that these people get to be part of. But once you get in BU and you're at a certain level, you want more because what BU allows you to do in your life, whether it's in your relationships, your business, or in many other areas, your fitness, whatever it is. And, and there's many more things coming, see, as you know, that we'll be letting everybody know about uh, into BU in 2017. So it's only getting better as far as what we can offer. But what it does is it allows people to really condense time, you know? We, we try to help people condense time on their success, on their health, on the happy marriages. And so they, they get in this community and what maybe would take them two years now takes them a year and a half or one year. You know, we just yeah. allow people to condense time on their results. Oh man, it's been so phenomenal, man. Shout out to everybody in BU. We thank you guys a million for joining us. And um, as, as Josh said, man, I've seen some of the, uh, the content that we're bringing in, in 17 and the content that's already up there is amazing. But um, the, the financial course literally is coming ASAP. Uh, shout out to my man, Rob Wilson, who will be heading up our financial course here at the start of at the top of 2017. I've, I've seen his content, some of the stuff he's bringing on the calls and just tremendous. If you, you know, you've been trying to figure out your finances and how to invest and all those things. We're bringing that to you at Breathe University. All right, so go check that out, breatheuniversity.com. If you didn't get a chance to check that out already, go check out what we're doing. You guys will love it over there. All right, fair or foul, guys. We'll, we'll get out of here. ET, get the nugget of the day ready. But I do have a fair or foul. And, and, and you guys, and be honest, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Fair or foul. I, later today, will be calling a company in Atlanta to deliver and set up my Christmas tree. Fair file. Now let me set this up. Let me get myself. Please. Cute. Hold on, hold on. Please. I, I got a bad shoulder. Okay. <laughs> y'all know from the podcast I'm not making this up. I got a bad shoulder. And so the other day, listen, we were gone for a month. I was out of my house for a month. Like we were back in Michigan. We went to LA. We went to Australia. We came back to Michigan, stayed in Michigan for the whole week of Thanksgiving. We got back home and actually on the plane back, I said to my wife, I said, I said, babe, I said, I don't think I have the energy to go out, pick out a Christmas tree, bring it back, get the base, set it up, call somebody to help me set it up. We got high ceilings in the living room. So it's always like a 10 foot tree It's heavy. I'm going to be real. I told her, just to make, you know how you try to set it out there. And she actually didn't trip. She was like, oh, okay, yeah, I feel that. Partly because the tree last year fell. Let me say that as well. 
We came home one day from, from dinner and the tree was just laying on the ground. I told y'all, I do one thing very well, right? I'm, I, I don't do a whole lot well. But fair file, I'm about to call this 1-800 number and they are going to deliver a tree, set it up, and they're going to come get it and take it out the day yeah, after Christmas. America, baby. Fair file. America. Fair file. Just be honest with me. I'm saying if your shoulder hurt, it's fair. <laughs> Thank you, E. That's what I said. The short, I'll be honest, the shoulder was actually a last second cop out. I did, I was like, shoot, when I go on the podcast, what can I say to make this sound a little bit more favorable? Oh, my <laughs> shoulder Trey hurts. can't do it. Avery can't do it. And I don't know. If, I don't know. I know Candace probably could do it. I don't know if that's her swag, though. Yeah, but I told my dad and he was like appalled. He's like, son, part of the joy is going out with your family, picking out that perfect tree. Oh, part of it. Watching them yeah. cut it down for you, putting it on top of the truck, driving yeah, that's it home. It, that's not all. Setting it. it up, decorating all, it. All of it is having it in there when the kids wake up. <laughs> Thank the you. With the lights on. Thank you. That's the, yeah, that's the biggest part. But, yeah, I definitely feel him. I had to go out and get one. And Well, I don't know if I – I keep mine in the basement, so I don't even know if that counts. It, I just bring it up. I don't do a fresh Hey, tree. and you know what's so funny, though, is, is Trey uh, – uh, Carl sent me Jordan's – Carl sends it just the other day when I know I'm about to do this. Carl, with me, me, Carl, uh, Josh, and E got a group text that goes, I mean, 24 7. This thing can go off at any moment. And I go in there the other day after I figured out what the fair file was going to be for this week. And Carl sends me a picture of his beautiful tree already up. And not only that, he presses a button and Jordan's train set rolls around the tree like 10 times. And I'm like, oh, unbelievable. This fair file is going to get even. Uh, worse for me, but all right, E says it's fair, so I got E on my side. So this time we don't have to do E or C. So you, E's on yeah, my no, side, I'm Carl. Hey, so you, I mean, you, you kind of balanced it out for me by, by what you said in terms of, of course, your shoulder. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some for that, but the the piece for me was, and, and like E, my tree, I, I don't have no live tree, like we just keep the tree from year to year, bring a new one up. Like that's how I oh, see yeah, it. Oh, yeah, so I don't even want to hear that. That's what I'm saying. So that's a whole different kind. <laughs> I'm going you know real. Yeah, no, that's a whole different. Hey, what I did though is I bought the pine scented uh, air freshener so we can simulate that feeling. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> hey, now that's foul. That's a whole. Hey, real tree or fake tree? Fair foul. I'm saying a fake tree is foul. I grew up with a real tree in the house my entire life. When you brought it in, it smelled like pine. You had to yeah, water no, it the I whole night. No, so I'm trying to stick to no that tradition. Hey, but I will say it, like it is a lot more work than just going downstairs and grabbing the tree stand oh, with one hand. For sure. Boom. And bring yeah, it up I've already never decorated. I've seen a live tree, but on TV. I've seen it on TV in the movie, right. but I've never experienced it. Hey, let me put my card. I grew up in Barbados, doggone it. We ain't had nothing close to a live tree. You better get that piece of plastic and oh, put no, that joint up. I had real so. trees. Yeah, uh, no, see, uh, but uh. but what your dad is saying, the, the one piece of doing it with your kids, you know what I'm saying? Like that, you know, I got a lot out of I'm that, saying, but you're not a dad that's not with your kids anyway. Together. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going to get stuff with your kids out of it regardless, I'm saying. But for me, of course, the piece with the train and Jordan, like, you know, that's his thing. That's so that was huge hey, for him. You know, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on there. I was like, uh, I looked at the, had a little website. I think the delivery setup and then the takedown recycle, they'll come get it. Was like a hundred and fifty bucks. I was like, Oh, yeah, oh, fair. Please. Oh, that's oh, yeah, oh, done. I give you two hundred. Oh, done deal. And so they come in, the, but like, does the fact that the tree fell last year have anything to do with it? I'll be real. I had it in there. I screwed the doggone thing into the base. My hands were full of sap. I did all of that. 
I was excited. We decorated trees. A beautiful big tree that we picked out. I came home that night. It was it was all over the ground. And so then I picked it up because I saw Candace's face. She was just appalled. <laughs> I picked it up by myself, restrained it, but it was like had a gangster lean for the rest of the holiday season. And Candace just, she never was excited about the tree again. And then after Christmas, she was like, I'll be real. I wish you would have just threw that tree out from the day it fell. So actually, when I told her what I was thinking about doing, she was like, yes, I think that is a tremendous idea. Call somebody no, have Candace said thought it, it was. I know <laughs> no, she no. ain't into the, she's from Detroit. She definitely ain't into that. But I got to give mad props, though. Carl, not only with the best tree, we live in the same neighborhood. So, you know, I, it, you kind of looking around. Our neighborhood is look real dry this year. I don't know. It's like it's a recession. Are y'all doing any lights? Does anybody do Carl did Josh, we didn't hear from you. Josh, you doing a real tree or fake tree? So we, we have a, so, so we have a fake tree and real wreaths in the house. So we get the real wreaths to yeah, get the snow. It. That's it, Josh. Nice. I like that. Nice, and then uh, real wreaths. So oh, so I really, this topic is really in my favor because I'm the only one doing a real tree, dog. Oh, all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, I promise you. I didn't even know why we put the Christmas tree up. Our kids is gone. <laughs> I don't even know why we put one up. But we did, Josh. You know, but to my point, you, Carl has to get the pub. He got one of the best. Uh, other than like some people in our neighborhood got these big old I don't know what this mess is they got not Santa Claus but I guess that's the minions and some other look uh, animated uh, creatures out there but Carl got the candy cane he got that sucker lit out I'm oh, like yeah. you Josh I did my part I got two reefs outside with some blinking <laughs> lights that's about that's about the extent of what I'm gonna do but yeah he Carol came with it this year. Josh, you doing any lights on the outside of the house or what? We've got we've got a we've got a, a strand, a little something that says "Joy" lit up out front on the banister, just enough to say we did it, just enough to tease you to put up and take down. No question. Yeah, and and you know what? See, you're 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 more than fair on yours for one reason with your kids. They don't know if it's fake or real tree. Who set it up at this age? You have a couple years. Yeah, in, in three years. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 a part of the reason I thought about, I, I'll be real. I'm sitting here. I'm talking a little cash, but. The real reason is I would consider doing the fake tree this year, especially after the debacle of last year, but my parents are coming down. And my parents did not do a fake tree until every single kid was out of the house. So until Aaron turned 18, they did a real tree every single year while we were growing up. And they have like almost sworn me to a blood oath of doing a real tree. And they will be down here, I believe, on the 21st or 22nd for Christmas and through the new year. And so uh, I didn't have the heart to put up a fake tree and have to hear my mom and dad um, blast me for a whole Christmas season. So yeah, I feel bad, Carl. I ain't never even thought <laughs> about it real never. Wow. Hey, you know, hey, you know the Quinny's got some traditions now. We, we oh, do traditions. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we into that, bro. We do Sunday dinner together. We doing all kind of traditions. The, the cider meal during the fall. We got the Christmas tree tradition. So yeah, my folks my will be down. my grandkids will start out. Real yeah, but man, you know what though? Tree. It was crazy because me and E were in Australia and they don't have Thanksgiving, obviously. So they was they've been into the Christmas season. I promise you they were into the Christmas season. When we got there, they had the Christmas music, everything. But does anybody else just I know it's a little soft, but I, I just feel warm and fuzzy when I'm at the mall and you hear the Christmas music. Oh, no I was uh, I went to daycare yesterday to pick up Avery in her little classroom. They had the Christmas music playing. Man, it's just a good feeling and a good season, man. A good a good time to you know, just uh, get some hot chocolate, man, and just enjoy the season, man. It's a great time of year. I'm going to so. tell you something. Michigan is the only time where people are hospitable. 
is right after Thanksgiving in January 2nd. So oh, I yeah, love no it. Doubt. People letting you get over in the lane. Oh, they let yeah, you get in front sure. of them at the cash register. People are saying hello, happy holidays. Yeah, so yeah. it's the best time of the year. If you are Midwestern, you, this is when everybody's nice. But January 2nd or 3rd, when everybody go back to work on that Monday, oh, yeah, it's, back to beef. it's over. Yeah, it's back to beef, no doubt. All right, cool, y'all. Well, I hear Trey pitter-patting down the stairs, and so I'm going to have to go get him ready for school because y'all started 20 minutes late. Not sure if that was E or K, but uh, we'll let the viewers decide once again. Our set of listeners. Um, real quick, Philly on – or no, New York on Saturday, Philly on Sunday. Go to etinspires.com slash events. If you have not done so already, if you know somebody in Philly, you know somebody in New York, call them up and tell them to be there it is going to be off the chain. These are our last two conferences of the year, and we're going in. We're hitting y'all with everything we got. We're going over the stuff we've been over already this year, just in terms of recapping. We're going into the stay ready. E is on fire. He's ready to go. Fresh off the trip from Australia with some new content. So it's going to be amazing. We look forward to seeing y'all there. ET, go on and hit us with that negative today so I can get out of here. Hey, y'all. Nothing, nothing deep today, but um, I got up this morning and crazy guys i just want to tell y'all like don't ever like don't ever not put in the effort you know and i got up this morning i'm gonna be honest with you guys about 2 30 and you know i kind of did the you know get dressed kind of thing that night put on all my little gear so when i got up i can go in the basement and get my routine started and i went straight in the basement y'all look what i'm saying straight in the basement and some of you you did the same thing I did today, and I was about an hour into it and realized I didn't even check to see if I could go outside. Like, it had been cold maybe three or four days in a row in the 30s, and I was like, yo, I can't afford to get sick. But, but listen to what I'm telling you. I literally went downstairs. I went straight downstairs, put on my shoes, began my routine. I didn't even look. To, like, it would take absolutely nothing to go on my phone and hit the weather app and see, you know, if it's 45 degrees. Anything between like 43 and 45, I don't mind getting dressed and going out, but I didn't even try because three days in a row, it was cold. And, and some of you are just like that. Like you're not putting the effort in no more. It's like, all right, so I passed, you know, well, I'm sorry, I failed my exam. So you like, look, I failed. I don't even have the energy to try no more. Like some of you guys, you know, you're married and you guys are like glorified roommates, things ain't going well. And you just kind of like, look, I'm not even going to try to make it work. You know, some of you, maybe you and your siblings aren't close or you and the best friend got into it. And you like, I'm through. Like, you're not even trying anymore. And so I'm, I'm just trying to tell you, like, I felt bad. I can't explain it. But 45 minutes, an hour into it, I was like, yo, E, you didn't even try. You didn't even, you didn't even put forth effort to see if it was warm enough to go outside. Like, you kind of like, in your mind, you settled with, all right, it's too cold. I probably won't be able to go back outside until the end of May you know, the beginning of June. Like, that's where I was mentally. Like, yo, forget it. Don't even try. And so I'm just saying to somebody, do me a huge favor. Just try today. Like, just try to put forth effort. I'm not even saying, like, solve the problem. I'm not even saying that. I'm not even saying go take the test. You know, I'm not even saying that. But I'm saying, like, pick up the phone and call and see when the test is. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, go online and see you know, when is the next time you could actually study for the exam? Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I'm saying don't just give up. Don't just throw in the towel. Don't just surrender. 
Like this area of your life is too important just to throw in the towel. Like you deserve more. Like you are a good person. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to have healthy relationships. Like you deserve to be a winner. So do me a favor, like kill a de defeated attitude, kill that loser mindset where you don't even try. And, and look, everybody loses. Like that's, that's a reality. Everybody fails. Like that, that, that's the reality. Like for real, everybody makes mistakes. Like nobody's perfect. But a loser to me is not a person that loses the game in terms of the score or a loser is not somebody that, you know, they never experience, you know, winning. Not, no, a loser is somebody that has the mentality that I just quit. I just throw, I throw in the towel. Things aren't going the way they, I think they should go or the pressure is too deep or I've been in this circumstance or situation too long and you just, you had, you had an attitude where you just give up and you give in. And I'm asking you to do yourself a favor and put, like, don't lose effort. Don't ever get to the point where it's, you know, the third quarter and you didn't, you gave up or it's the fourth quarter and you down by a few points and you just like, I, there's no way to win. I can't win. So I'm just going to quit. You just pull a cord out of the video game. You like, you that kind of person. Like, no, don't do that. Like, go all the way to the end because winning is a mindset first. The behavior comes second, but, but, but it's the mentality first. So do me a favor. I know, I know, I know it, it hurt. I know it was painful to get rejected. I know it was, it, it hurt when you saw that you, you failed that test. I know it hurt. Let's be real. It wasn't a good feeling. I get that. But the worst feeling is not that initial feeling you had when you found out you failed. The worst feeling was the one when you quit, when you surrendered, when you said, look, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I give up. That's that's the part that hurts. And that's the part that's permanent. So do me a favor. Find the energy. Find the why. Find the reason. Find the strength to keep going. Because if you stay in this attitude, you'll be a permanent loser. But if you get back up and say, I'm going to try again, I guarantee you, you are a winner as soon as you think like that. But initially, but eventually you will also be a winner like for real for real in reality so don't give up don't give in don't quit keep going i want you to focus on here right now don't you worry about when you get home you make this you concentrate on this opportunity you don't worry about tomorrow you concentrate on this opportunity with all your might with all your soul